God's judgments against Egypt up to this point have included blood, flies, frogs, boils, hail, locusts. One more plague, death. And this one, God told Moses, would result in Israel's leaving Egypt. Welcome again to our God's Word, Our Great Heritage podcast, as we're currently going through the book of Exodus, starting today at chapter 11, verse 1. Let's begin with a prayer. Lord, set us apart for service to you through your truth. Your word is truth. Chapter 11, verse 1. Now the Lord had said to Moses, I will bring one more plague on Pharaoh and on Egypt. After that, he will let you go from here. And when he does, he will drive you out completely. Tell the people that men and women alike are to ask their neighbors for articles of silver and gold that is, their Egyptian neighbors. The Lord made the Egyptians favorably disposed toward the people, and Moses himself was highly regarded in Egypt by Pharaoh's officials and by the people. So Moses said, and Moses is speaking to Pharaoh now, this is what the Lord says, about midnight I will go throughout Egypt. Every firstborn son in Egypt will die, from the firstborn son of Pharaoh who sits on the throne to the firstborn son of the female slave who is at her handmill, and all the firstborn of the cattle as well. There will be loud wailing throughout Egypt, worse than there has ever been, wherever will be again. But among the Israelites, not a dog will bark at any person or animal. Then you will know that the Lord makes a distinction between Egypt and Israel. All these officials of yours will come to me, bowing down before me and saying, Go, you and all the people who follow you. After that, I will leave. Then Moses, hot with anger, left Pharaoh. The Lord had said to Moses, Pharaoh will refuse to listen to you, so that my wonders may be multiplied in Egypt. Moses and Aaron performed all these wonders before Pharaoh, but the Lord hardened Pharaoh's heart. And he would not let the Israelites go out of his country. If you recall the end of chapter 10, you might remember that Moses had said he would never see Pharaoh's face again. Now, here in chapter 11, he's again, it seems, speaking to Pharaoh. The answer to that is is probably found in the the verse tenses. If you look at verse 1, it says, The Lord had said to Moses, most likely what we have here is, is a flashback. This is something that was, was spoken to, to Pharaoh earlier, and, and now it's being said in, in the context of that tenth plague. What an awful judgment on Egypt. Every firstborn male will die. The result would be a loud wailing throughout Egypt. But among the homes of the Israelites, not even a dog would bark. In other words, it would be a quiet night. Does this seem too harsh, that God would would kill all the firstborn sons? Well, remember, these are the Egyptians who threw the Hebrew baby boys into the river. Those were God's sons, those Hebrew boys. Remember the Lord's words to Moses on his way back to Egypt, Israel is my firstborn son. The Lord is going to protect his people 
and he will deliver them. And finally, remember the the warnings in the previous plagues. Over and over again, God had had warned the Egyptians and had warned Pharaoh what, what would happen if they continued to despise his word. Make no mistake, the Lord is slow to anger, abounding in love and mercy. But when the hearts are hardened in unbelief, he is also a God who punishes. Chapter 12. The Lord said to Moses and Aaron in Egypt, This month is to be for you the first month, the first month of your year. Tell the whole community of Israel that on the tenth day of this month, each man is to take a lamb for his family, one for each household. If any household is too small for a whole lamb, they must share one with their nearest neighbor, having taken into account the number of people there are. You are to determine the amount of lamb needed in accordance with what each person will eat. The animals you choose must be year-old males without defect, and you may take them from the sheep or the goats. Take care of them until the fourteenth day of the month, when all the members of the community of Israel must slaughter them at twilight. Then they are to take some of the blood and put it on the sides and tops of the door frames of the houses where they eat the lambs. That same night they are to eat the meat roasted over the fire, along with the bitter herbs and bread made without yeast. Do not eat the meat raw or boiled in water, but roast it over a fire with the head, legs, and internal organs. Do not leave any of it till morning. If some is left till morning, you must burn it. This is how you are to eat it, with your cloak tucked into your belt, your sandals on your feet, and your staff in your hand. Eat it in haste. It is the Lord's Passover. On that same night I will pass through Egypt and strike down every firstborn of both people and animals, and I will bring judgment on all the gods of Egypt. I am the Lord. The blood will be a sign for you and the houses where you are, and when I see the blood, I will pass over you. No destructive plague will touch you when I strike Egypt. So God was going to go through the land. That angel would go through and strike down every firstborn. But in those houses that had the blood over the doorway, the angel would would pass over. No harm would come to the people huddled underneath that lamb's blood. God had said, "This, this month is to be for you the first month of your year. This was a new beginning, for the Lord was adopting them as his children. Remember, he said, Israel is my firstborn son. Imagine that you are there that night in Egypt, in one of those Israelite homes. Look into the faces of the lambs. Look into the faces of the lambs that would soon shed their blood to provide a safe haven for their owners. Look into the faces of the lambs that would soon be roasted over the fire. Look into their faces and what do you see? You see the innocence of an animal looking back at you. They have no clue. They don't know what's about to happen. Although God chose to use their suffering and death, to use their, their blood and their body, it was not something they consented to, not something about which they were consulted, and yet they did their job. They played their role, which was to point to something else, to someone else, to point to something bigger than what happened that night in Egypt when the angel of death swooped through the land and took the lives of any firstborn not huddled under their blood. 
John the Baptist pointed to Jesus and said, Look, the Lamb of God. Yes, look from the faces of those lambs that night in Egypt and look to the face of the Lamb of God who would shed his blood to provide a safe haven for you. Look into the face of the Lamb of God who, when you and I were consigned to the flames of hell for our sins, came to take our place and to be roasted over the fires of hell. Look into his face and what do you see? You see the face of one who knows. You see the face of one who chooses this. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. That is, when there was nothing to recommend us, when there was nothing lovable about us, when we were still sinners, he loved us. His blood marks us as his own. And his death alone has the strength to turn away our death. There was so much symbolism that night in Egypt. So much is being taught. We'll dig into that more next week when we continue our look at Exodus chapter 12. They were to eat this meal, prepared to leave quickly, with their cloak tucked into the belt, sandals on their feet, staff in their hand, because the time of deliverance was at hand. The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look on you with favor and give you peace.